0: I was thinking about changing that guitar riff to something else, but I've been, uh, this is like, what, the 69th episode of the Afro Sip Foul podcast, so uh, maybe I'm not going to change it, maybe I'll keep it the way it is, you know, I'm such a freaking geek, anyway, Um, Welcome everybody, this is Frederick Thugless, Thugs Bunny, the Vicious Abolitionist, coming at you live. Before we begin, be sure to hit subscribe on iTunes, SoundCloud, where we go for that podcast. Alright? If you're on iTunes, be sure to check Bless Us with a Review. Such things make it easier for folk to find us online. Alright, so um, the topic is Roseanne's racism, okay? So, for those who have not been tracking, last week... Um this uh, she should be a failed actress, but she's not because she reminds every white guy of their mom. So she makes money off of being like a shitbag white chick. Anyway, this should be failed actress actress, comic actress named Roseanne Barr. She's been like a, a dingbat conspiracy theorist, anti-Obama, anti like you know, Afrophobic, like Islamophobic. Like the total package of what we call American conservatism today. She, uh, for some reason, she got a reboot of a show, which can be its own topic, because I'd rather see Martin or Fresh Prince or, you know, uh, Steve Urkel show, Family Matters or something like that. I'd rather see there's a lot of shows out there that you can reboot. So Roseanne's reboot was pretty odd. So ABC, uh, American Television Network, uh, chose to reboot Roseanne based on this one actress. I think she's like an executive producer. Um, She's like, I forgot her name, but she's a little more. She's usually like the more logical character in the Roseanne TV show. She, uh, She played off of the first or second season of 24 where she got killed. She got crushed by a bunch of rocks or something like that. She also played in this movie called... Was it Poison Ivy? I think it was Poison Ivy. It was kind of like The Crush, but it had Drew Barrymore and her in it. And her friend was trying to mess with her dad and all those types of- It was a pretty wild movie. Actually, it was a damn good movie. I should check that one out. Uh, Poison Ivy. An old 90s flick. Anyway, that chick, that actress, she um was actually a producer and they wanted to reboot, like, you know, another Roseanne thing. And um, the show was wild, uh, I. I don't want to talk, I don't want to make because I am also a movie critic, which makes me a TV show critic or anything on 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 television or film, I don't exactly wanna make it uh make this about how Roseanne as a comedian is whack and garbage, but I probably will anyway. Why am I even why am I even acting like this? Anyway. So Roseanne has her reboot, and uh, it stinks. You know, uh, one thing that I, I saw about the uh, the reboot, I didn't, I didn't really care to truly watch it because if I watch it, I'll chew through that motherfucker like Christmas goose. But one thing that I found, I found baffling was astonishing they had like a little black kid in the on the t v show like like a new ad, and it was like, well, this little black kid makes us not racist because we got you know and it's 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 like the little black kid is literally a fucking prop for white people to I mean, in this case white folks avatar roseanne to um pretend they're not racist you know I never really I never really liked that shit man I never really if I watch this show Do y'all want me to watch this show? Do you want me to like take a look at it so I can break it apart? Because I will I will I'll, I'll dick that thing to fuck down Anyway um, One of the things that uh, So last week Roseanne said something ridiculously racist Talking about a light-skinned black chick She's like an old lady Think she's in politics Yeah, she's in politics like an old Obama aide or something And she said that she looks like a monkey or whatnot Paraphrasing here like an ape now uh, you remember yeah, I ever remember where i uh, I wrote about six freedoms black folks don't have, and one of them that I hit a lot, I hit hard a lot is the freedom of memory, and this is the the freedom to actually you know understand and engage history in a competent manner. The reason why white folks don't like or don't enjoy and they prefer. Black folks to not understand our history Which is also their history Our shared history It's because Like black folks lacking a, Having a severe lack of historical Competence is the next Best thing to illiteracy It's the next best thing to Not being allowed to read So you know, this This lack of historical competence Allows white folks to be Really racist However they deem fit Because if 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 there's no historical competence Within black folks If folks are not Historically literate Historical literacy Of our shared Experience Our shared history White folks can do And say whatever they want You know Calling a black person An ape Has no context And that's how they prefer it That's how they receive it That's how That's how they That's how they They, they move forth With such Right So I guess that was the final drop for uh, ABC, the American network that uh, picked her up, and they canceled her show. I haven't seen—and then from there, you have a buttload of white folks enraged. I haven't seen this many, this many white folks upset since Black Spider-Man, since Miles Morales hit the comic books. I haven't seen white folks this, this upset <laughs> since The Flavor of Love, man. I have not seen white folks this fucking upset. Until I start writing afro file. Anyway, um, anyway, I think I'm... Yes, I think I'm funny. Subscribe. Anyway, um, the thing that blows me, the first topic I want to get into is why are white folks acting surprised? Why are white folks acting surprised? It's like... Um, <laughs> more than Kaepernick. <laughs> since, yeah, you're right. Since Kaepernick. Anyway, why are white folks acting surprise It's like who is this act for is it for us black people or is it for you your self image of some sort you have white folks all over the place in the news the media they're like oh my god you know Roseanne's is racist that was a really racist thing you said that was you shouldn't have said that that was really racist i'm going to cancel your show it's like why in the fuck you gave her a show in the goddamn first place i mean did have you not known that the birther conspiracy nonsense was born, was birthed, I think witty, <laughs> I think witty, was birthed in racism. I mean, that's what she, that was a big part of her identity, you know, um, online and everything else. It's just... She's a racist nutbag. The fact that you, that, you know, when, when, when white folks choose the the best black friend thing, they're using a black person as a prop, you know, like an object It's like, like a hat. You know, my head is not wet. I have a hat on. I'm not racist. I have a best black friend. That's how to use it. You know, use like an umbrella. That little kid on that TV show pissed me off. So fucking like having a black kid on that TV show. Pissed me off so fucking much because it it's it's like the best black friend thing, but it's a child. A child doesn't really speak, don't really have an identity for themselves. So the white person can mold that black person's identity, you know? And and then from there there's you have you have sociological elements on how white folks think that they can they're better parents for black children than black people. As if how we're raised as a pathology or something like that That they can, you know, eradicate If they're raised by white folks And they don't know they're black You know what I mean? All while serving as an object to prove they're not racist I can dive into that crap pretty damn far Pretty damn far Okay, Ascension Seek can Say a Black Friend Equals uh, condom for racist disease Yeah, it is. it's kind of like Yeah, it's like a condom when they're fucking around That's precisely what it is Anyway uh, white folks acting surprised is it an act for us because it's not, we're not fooled you know we don't have to listen to you we see what you do um, James Baldwin said it best we don't have to hear you say you're not racist or hear you say that, that racism is over or hear you f- pretend that there's no problem we see what you do. We see how you vote. We see how you legislate. You build legislation. We see how you how you build legislation around prisons, around criminality, and creating criminals when crime is on the low. We see all of this. We see we see you shoot unarmed black folks left and right, using your cops, your cops to lynch people. We see that. We see how you call cops as if as if they are a um call cops as if they're like an internet service provider hey excuse me my 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 computer is acting funny can you can you help out mr police there's a black person over there we see how y'all do that we see it all we live it we live through your racism it's like swimming in oil it's like sl- swimming in bacon grease bacon grease pun attend- intended it's like swimming in bacon grease there's no way in the world you can't see. You can't sit there and tell me that, that crap don't stink. Smells like bacon up in this bitch. You got to swimming in bacon grease, and you acting like you acting surprised that it's not water. Hell no, nah, it's not fucking water. Hell nah. Bill O'Reilly, um, he said something that was really uh, kind of funny. Uh, it was, I saw it on Twitter. Uh, Bill O'Reilly said something about like, you know, you know, paraphrasing here. He said, you know, now that, you know, now black folks kind of like now black folks know how racist you are or something like that. I, I should look for the thing, but yeah. Um, it's like Bill O'Reilly. We like, you're not hiding anything. We know you're, we know y'all racist. We know you're racist. Get the fuck out of here. It's like, how is it's Like you're y'all not fooling nobody. Why act surprised? Like why act surprised? Stop doing it. It's kind of like when, like when white people act surprised when a white person is ousted. It's the same way that white folks act when that that a very same person act. Like oh my god, oh oh oh, I didn't say that. My account was hacked, or you know they always you know. There's not that much hacking going on. There's not that much hacking going on. Okay, so, yeah, here we go. Yeah, Bill O'Reilly blames Roseanne for proving that white racism is alive and well in America. Like, like Bill O'Reilly's like, you see what you did, Roseanne? Now they know we're racist. Now we know, now they know we, we endorse racism. We, we, we're all in it. No, rally, we already knew. We already knew. You can't sit there and stab me in my back and be like, oh, now they know there's a knife in his back. No, 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 no. That's not how that works. We been knew that shit. Well, so from there, what we need is white folks to stop acting surprised, okay? Stop acting surprised. Y'all just... Oh boy, it's dying. man. All right, here's another part. Okay, uh, so when it comes to freedom of speech, which is, you know, uh, right-wing, dingbat, neo-Nazi, uh, proto-fascist, white folk, you know, Kanye and Candace Owens included and they're uh, in that pet cemetery. Um, when it comes to black freedom of speech, it's to protest racism. As far as like identity, the the identity of what it means to be black as a black person, defending our life, our black life, it is to protest racism, disagree with racism, to eradicate, abolish racism. That is that is black freedom of speech, more or less. I mean, usually when we have to defend what we're saying by way of pointing out freedom of speech, we are we are attempting to eradicate racism, which is a system that we don't benefit from at all unless we're demonizing Anathematizing and you know engaging in espionage and sabotage of a black community like Candace Owens and who has eyes really far apart on her head and all these other uh, tanuki suited folks. Only time black folks benefit, it's kind of like, a you know, the colony construct, you know? So uh, the colonized only benefit from the colony or the colonial uh, institution if they also help out the colonial folk. I mean, yeah. Anyway, um, black folks' freedom of speech is to argue against racism, to dismantle white supremacy, to uh, destroy racism. White freedom of speech, it seems like... Anytime a white person attempts to defend what they're saying based on the concept of freedom of speech is to endorse, support, and protect racism. Why is that? Is anybody else noticing this? Is it just me? Am I the only guy who notices this? That each time a white person, uh, they announce freedom of speech is to protect, endorse, and support racism? I mean, how come white folks not... I mean, I hear more white folks endorse freedom of speech I mean uh, use freedom of speech use the freedom of speech excuse for racism then I hear them for gay rights or feminism I actually I actually hear like things that are that are liberal that support white folks in like indefinitely they do that you know they, they, they say freedom state they, they invoke freedom of speech far less for white feminism for uh, the gay community LG. T L B G, yeah, lesbian, gay, bi, trans, Q, that community. They 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 like why? It seems like the number one L F B T Q is that feminine? No, that doesn't make any sense. Lesbian, B T L G. Yeah, the G it has to be G there. I think you, you, you probably put it. Yeah, yeah, there you go. All right. The, the letters are right beside you at the keyboard. I got you covered, man. I got you covered. Anyway, um, it seems like white folks is like the number one thing that when it comes to freedom of speech that they just ever so have to have, like they will fight tooth and nail for is the freedom to be racist, the freedom to obstruct the freedoms of others. That's baffling and, and for the most part I want to know White folks When y'all going to stop Man When, when, when y'all going to stop When y'all going to like Kind of take a step back And look at what you're doing Look at what you're saying I've seen liberals I've seen liberal white folks Defend Neo-Nazis uh, Proto-fascists Fascists um, Confederates Neo-Confederates I've I seen You know like Ridiculously oppressive folks I've seen, I seen liberals White liberals Defend their freedom of speech. And they do this with, with a vigor that is far greater than defending black folks' freedom of speech or black folks' lives lives out there. Why is that? Well, I know, I already know why. Because those white liberals, they are toxic white liberals and they, they actually prefer those other white races on the other side of town exist so as to look better than. All they have to do is be Perceived as better than those explicitly racist folks over there, and they're good, good to go. Number two, number two. A lot of these uh, white liberals—they're perfectly f- like Democrats. They're perfectly fine opposed to the Republican Party. They're perfectly fine with the more white conservative, explicitly racist folk in charge, pressing the buttons of ra- racism and white supremacy and white privilege. Oh, I'll sit back enjoying it. Doing nothing about it. Doing nothing to fight against it. We see this all the time. Like, why did Democrats set up Hillary Clinton, a wounded horse, to go against Donald fucking Trump? She was made to lose. She was engineered. Democrats, when it comes to Democrats and Republicans, you know, political con- liberals versus political conservatives in American in American politics, they're set up to lose. They're perfectly fine. Liberals are, are folks are typically, white liberals are white folks who are perfectly fine, with the more explicitly racist, batshit crazy conservatives behind the wheel. There it is. They They'd rather not be pressing the buttons. That's it. It's kinda like um in that Batman movie where you had um you had uh two bombs on, on two on two different ships with a joker, right? You had two bombs, two ships. And you gotta like, you know, you gotta like the folks on this boat gotta press this click this button so they don't blow up. The other ship blows up. But they don't And the other ship has the same thing And on both ships One ship is full of criminals and cops The other one's full of regular public f- citizens Nobody had the guts to press that button That's pretty much how liberals are White liberals are The p- difference between a white liberal and a conservative Is conservatives have the guts to press that button of oppression And systemic issues and stuff like that While liberals do not They rather ride, they rather ride in the passenger seat and be happy about it. And demonize black folks when we make fun of Kendall, Kellyanne Conway's face and dumbass ass shit like that. But anyway, you know, um, I want folks to really walk away from this podcast, uh, from this from this t- discussion and and question white folks, freedom of speech and how they how they endorse that term, how many how they endorse how they invoke that term. White folks invoke freedom of speech. What are what are they saying? What are they defending when they say, you know, when you defend, it's like the, you defend the shit back. Why? Well, principles. Well, where's your principles over here when these folks getting bricks thrown at them, houses being burned down, being gunned down? Fred Hampton shot in his bed, dragged out on the floor. I mean, where where were your principles then? Where's your principles as Donald Trump still continues to like gravitate to uh autocrat? I mean, where's your principles? Then, but you're 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 wasting your time talking to me. The black guy. The abolitionist. What the fuck is going on? You know. All well, right. Why white folks find it fun, like you know, white folks find racism so fun, man. It's like ha ha ha. I was just joking, you know. What, like you know, you're you're a nigger. Ha <laughs> ha. I was joking. I mean, how do how do how do white folks? in like, where what's the fun in that? What's why why do that? I, can can someone white speak up for for like why? What's where's where's What's the fun in it? A couple of days ago, actually, it was like yesterday or something like that. No, a couple of days ago, day before yesterday, I had this one girl on my uh, Facebook wall. a Crazy, nut-ass friend. She, um, she, uh, she joked and said that this Thai woman who was defending herself from a colonial, you know, fuck mook um, with her Muay Thai that uh, she she insinuated that no, that's a trans transgender chick kimberly or he and um somebody like somebody on my wall called her out on that she's like ha, I was just joking and it's like that wasn't funny she's like i find myself funny all the time you know uh, when it comes to comedy comedy works when when you're the victim of the joke not When other folks are the victim of the joke, okay, like um, the fact that I call myself a nerd or a geek or I may I make fun, you know, I do self-depreciating humor a bit. That's that's where comedy is, okay. You can't just, you know, there's definitely a difference between um, subtracting from others, you know, in a form of a joke, you know, versus like persecuting, oppressing, suppressing others in 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 the frame of a joke versus something that's actually funny so white folks and whiteness rangers and stupid people y'all need to knock that shit the fuck off man you can't sit there and be like oh i was just joking huh oh, i called her ape haha i was just joking it's not how that works it's not funny and it's like oh you don't have a sense of humor no it's not funny get it through your thick and greasy head it's not funny I don't know why white folks find racism fun. Well, actually, I do know why, but do white folks even know why they found racism fun? It's not fun. It's not, It's, it's nothing funny. There's nothing fun about it at all. You know, you, America was made for you by many. And the fact that you think that it's okay to diminish others is, 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 b- is baffling. Uh, how come there uh, in the, uh, I think it was in the Quran, um, Muhammad said there's not that many women in heaven. I think that's pretty unfortunate, you know, um, that he actually said that, but how come there's no one sitting here saying there's not that many white folks in heaven? I'm looking for that preacher or religious person to say that because I, I really, you know, like looking at the total package of things in regards to religiosity, religion, whatnot, I don't really think there's a lot of white folks in heaven. I don't think so. I don't think, <laughs> I don't think, I mean, if heaven's a, if heaven's real, there's not a lot of white folks there. They allow way too much nonsense, um, fly, bullshit fly, oppressive bullshit that, that subtracts from others on an institutional level or, you know, eradicating, demolishing thousands, if not millions of lives. I remember being a little kid in Sunday school and it's stated, it's stated in the Bible, right? The Christian Bible that only 144,000 making it into heaven. I'm like, man, that's a, that's, you look at the totality of human existence on this planet and everybody's, there's more folks dead that's been living, you know, and more folks going to die as is. So in heaven, is supposed to happen after you die. That is an astonishingly astonishingly low number of folks to folks uh, entry to heaven. But when you look at this racism shit, it makes perfect sense. I really, do, I really do. As a grown man, I was a little kid in Sunday school. I'm sitting there like 144,000 only making to heaven. Damn, that's that's damn. That's 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 weird. That's that's the stuff the atheists be talking about. That makes no sense. No, I, I as a like religious person. I mean, that looking at racism, that makes perfect sense. Makes perfect sense, of course. Of course, there's only <laughs> 144,000 looking at the totality of life on this planet because of shit like racism. There's a lot of folks who ain't making them bambas burning. If there is a heaven, okay, Dante, uh, Dante Rose, who's it like historically he, he's he been pretty funny dude he said it's funny because it made, it made you uncomfortable that's where the that's where the joke is when you make a joke and no one laughs is it funny or is it just not funny to that group that's a great that's a great um that's a great point all right but it is possible for a joke to not be funny you can't just say anything and just call it a joke i can't just say sit there and be like flip flap flam flu That was a joke. Did you get it? You know, or like, um, oh, your mother died. Your wife left you. Oh, you didn't find that funny. You can't do that. All right. There's things like, oh, you know, um, I know that your uh, your your mom died of, you know, died of breast cancer. She deserved it. You can't do that and be like, be like, whoa, 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 whoa. That was a joke. You should have got the joke. Why didn't you get the joke? No, there's 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 ways in which you can abuse people, bully people, and shit on folks, and frame it as a joke to cover your ass. You know what I mean? Like if I if I'm saying something, like say like say for example, um, if let me think, who 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 lost life? Who who has a significant loss in their family? Um... Didn't Michael Jordan lose a son, or a father, or a? I think uh, I don't know. I can't think of anybody who has significant loss. Joe Biden. Joe Biden. Um, I think he lost his son, right? So if you joke about this guy's dead son, you know, in in a manner in that dry manner that I just attempted to do, that's not funny at all, man. You know. All right, you said, uh, Rose said, but if I get the joke and and the other three people in the room don't laugh, is it funny I laughed? Father, that must be Michael Jordan. All right, um, it depends. You know, um, I'm quite sure that there's numerous. I remember, uh, matter of fact, because, you know, I know um, Rose here, Mr. Rose from back when I was a a private, I was a poobah private in the Army, right? And, uh, Back when we were in Wiesbaden Army Airfield, in the Army, there's this one white dude that said something like, uh, he had some joke, it was racist as fuck, It was talking about like shit and uh, wiping asses and black folks can't really see um, if they're dirty because they're brown. That wasn't funny. Now, if, um, if there's people in the room that laughed... That's more indicative on, on their character than anything at all. Sometimes when like, you know, if a joke is not funny, it's not funny. You know, uh, if folks are laughing, that's indicative of their character. By far. Right? By far. You know, every and here's the one thing and one golden rule of comedy is that every joke has a victim. Like if you see somebody, this is why we laugh when so we see someone trip and fall. Why is clumsiness funny? Why is it when when Wally Coyote fell off the cliff it was funny? He's the victim of the joke, right? There's times in which you can like the victim of the joke can be someone you know other than you, but there's a line that you can possibly cross that where things get abusive, you know. um, This is why Dave Chappelle worked, works, while Carlos Mencia did not. All right, Carlos Mencia, as a comedian, he tried to do the same thing, try to function the same way that Dave Chappelle does. Don't work like uh, saying N-word, right? Carlos Mencia, he seems to say it because not just because he's not supposed to, but in a in a very um, privileged way. You know, uh, Kramer, the science dude with crazy hair. Same deal. And that's ain't funny. It's not funny. And folks laugh at it, laugh at something that's abusive, that's indicative of their character or sheer lack of than anything else. All things are not made to be laughed, meant to be laughed, laughed at, laughed at whatnot. you know, so I'm not I'm not going to sit there and be like, oh, oh, folks laugh. That's good. No, it's not. That's not good. There's folks who laugh about the ape crap. I remember um, there. I remember um, somebody had uh, Michelle Obama. On a uh, food stamp Right And it had uh, Like you know It was a graphic Of Michelle Obama The um, ex-president's wife And President Obama's wife And it had like A chicken Here A watermelon here and, you know And it's like This is racist as shit And she's like It's just a joke I'm like No you, you And she's in the army too I'm like You can't pass that around You know That's That like I'm, I'm explaining to you That That's racist I like watermelon I like chicken What's racist about You know And they They play equivocation games and dumb play stupid. Right. I was like, no, that's no, there's stop it. Just stop. Right. Just stop. Then, uh, then I was in the army at the same time. So I'm like, look, I'm like, okay. On Facebook, I'm like, look, I'm pulling rank here. All right. You know, actually I didn't have to do that. She's like, argue. I'm like, okay, you talk to a staff sergeant, a staff sergeant and a captain, army captain and a Marine and a Marine captain. Just to let you know, Like who, who, like who and what you're dealing with in regards to defending this racist nonsense. Later on down the line, she erased everything, which is a white privilege flex. But yeah. Anyway, though, uh, I remember I was online. I was online playing PlayStation on PlayStation Network, playing Destiny, which game has so many problems. That's another topic. And I came across this one guy. That this uh, this other dude knew his name is uh, something something. I I, don't, I forgot what his name was, but he uh, he pointed out the fact that he too suffered from a name change. Now y'all may uh, may cringe at my um, my old name on Facebook Live, PlayStation Live, not Facebook Live on PlayStation Network. It was Chief Slapahoe because you know um, I like this. One beat you know beat the crap out of folks in these first sort of shooter games now um he said he also had to change his name he said like what was what was it before oh my name was wit supremacist like wit like witty i'm like okay your name was wit supremacist yeah i'm like is your name wit you know i mean uh that's, that's a guy's name your name wit no then why would you name yourself wit supremacist? You know, like wit, like like witty and, you know, I'm really good and like, and, and you listen to this guy, he's a Trump supporter. He's an outright dude, conspiracy theorist, like the total American, Americanized Nazi package, that was him. You know, and, and of course they're friendly with black folks provided that you allow, you know, you don't call their bullshit out and things like anyway. Yeah, the dude was, is like... My question is, why Why go there? Why would you name yourself wit supremacist online? That's stupid. Why is racism fun for white people? Why play around with it? I wouldn't want to even play around as if I'm racist. You know, I say a lot of stuff. I'm very brutal in regards to facts and uh, blunt. I don't, I don't care about feelings too much. You know, part of, part of my mantras is You have to fuck your feelings first before you, you know, get into the stuff. But I don't bully people, though. I don't I don't I don't don't, I'm not having fun. I'm not out here terrorizing. Uh, It's just there's space to hate, but I don't. Why 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 white folks find that fun? I don't find hate or or supremacy fun. Yeah, let's stop using the hate. It only have to be hate. But this is the supremacy part. Why folks find that shit fun, man? Don't get it. Okay. Um, Dante says something else. He said concerning comedy, which is cool because he's kind of good at the comedy thing. At least he, he was back in the day. No, now you're talking about something else. Joke, funny or not, it's funny to the one that wants to laugh. Who your audience is, is what makes the joke. Black man can say nigga to a white crowd and it's funny. White person say nigga and white crowd, half will laugh. I'm not really feeling I'm not I'm not really getting where you're going. I mean, is it an excuse for white folks to say nigga? I don't think so. You know, I mean it's a fact that some white folks will laugh, but why are they laughing? It's the why. It's the it's that further analysis of the character behind the audience, the character behind the comedian that, you know, so why are they laughing? Why don't they see what's there? You know, and that's the part that that's where I get it. That's where I'm coming from. I'm coming from the element of why the, the, the critical analysis of why folks receive things as they do. And that's what I, I seek to answer. Why white? Why racism is fun for white folks? Why will half of the white crowd laugh if white folks say "nigga" up and down the street? What's going on in their heads? Why is racism fun? Is that actual freedom? It seems like it. It seems like uh, when freedom of speech is is uh, invoked with white folks, is the freedom to be racist? Freedom to to engage in um, oppressive. Oppressive parlance, suppressive parlance of others, those who are non-white, without any regard to the social, sociological power, the social capital and sociological pap- uh, power that they have, you know, right? So uh, when you're the majority, there's a, a lot of social capital, you have a lot of social capital. If, if the majority keep on saying something, everybody's going to act like it's true, and this is where... You know, racist word selection gets dangerous. Racist parlance gets dangerous. There's a time period where where you had bitch ass, fake ass scientists, you know, picking apart people's skulls and heads, and they deemed that black folks are inferior because of skull size, skull space, and things like that. They ran with it like it was true. Well, why? Well, because they have the most social sociological power and a lot of such power that goes unchecked will flourish there's a time period where marcus bates <laughs> oh marcus in house that's good stuff anyway um mr bates in house all right so there's a time period this is a thing called drape you had another fake bitch ass scientist he sat there and was like man why are all these runaway slaves running away get the fuck out of here man slavery is some good shit you want to be a slave? Hell no. Nah. I don't want to be no slave, but slavery is some good shit for black folks. Why are these black folks running away? He invented this term called drapedomania. Drapedomania, meaning that, that these black folks have to be crazy to run away from a plantation. All the white folks deemed it true because they're the majority. They have the most sociological power. It goes unchecked. Goes unquestioned. Me, I question these powers, the sociological powers, social constructs, and all that good stuff. I ask why. You know, and I I hope folks be thinking. But yeah, though, I mean, you can't just be like, ah, free speech. Oh, you know, these runaway slaves, they're crazy. Free speech. You know, and it's like, nah. You're like, oh, like, slow down. Slow down, cowgirl. Um, Check, you're like, what are you talking about, your science? You know, just... Check them. You 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 check the you body check what the fuck they saying. You know, oh, free speech. You no, know, like yes, free speech was not free from this response. It's not free from critique. It's not free from critical thinking. You know, <laughs> you know the thing that blows me the most about how these white folk, how white folks be talking free speech, and they only invoke free speech to endorse, protect, and support racism. Is that it's not free from response. It's not free from critical analysis. That's my my, my favorite part is critical analysis. It's not free from critical thinking. That part right there, man, critical thinking. But yeah, man, uh, man, it's good to see you though, uh, Mr. Rose. I ain't see Rose in a while, man. Shout out to DC, man. got three DC cats up in here right now. All right, Mr. Bates, shout out to Mr. Bates. You know, you keep on doing it. Do what you do. You know, you do the things that I won't do and I say the things that you won't say. You no, know, it's a glass, you know, toast, something. Anyway, though, um, I really do, I really the Roseanne, back to the Roseanne thing, though, man, I really do wish that they never, never gave her a dumb ass show in the first place. Roseanne never been, I'm, you know what? I'm not going to spare any other podcast right here. Roseanne is garbage. She's, she's never been funny. You know what? Let's do this. Let's do this. Let's, let's, let's engage in critical analysis of her as a comedian. She ain't motherfucking funny. She's annoying. And when it comes to, um, comedy on film, comedy on, on the silver screen or the screen and whatnot, you have people who are comedians based on what they say then you have comedians based on, and they're funny based on what they do or what they go through, right? Like, um, like, you know, we call these physical comedians. A physical comedian is someone like Jim Carrey. Jim Carrey looks funny. He makes funny faces. He exaggerates in a very funny manner. That's a physical comedian, okay? A cerebral or, 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 intell- or a cerebral you know, intellectual comedian, be someone like George Carlin, um, Eddie Murphy, um, Richard Pryor, Kean Peel, Dave Chappelle, you know, these are, are more so intellectual comedians, you know, comedian based on intellect, based on the cerebral form. Then you have hybrid types, like say Kevin Hart, Kevin Hart sounds funny, he makes funny, ex- exaggerating expressions, and he can dive into like talk about life as well, make us laugh at things that that we, that we we that hurt us. And here's another element of co- comedy for those who uh, um, who are watching and listening. Comedy, you know, laughter, in its sense, like in its raw form, is a bit of a defense mechanism. It's a basic human defense mechanism. It's like denial. It's like a slight denial. Um, a way to, to emote denial. Right. I remember, you know, there's multiple times where like a little baby will fall. Right. And you sit there and if you like, if you, if a little baby falls, you're like, Oh my God, are you okay? And a baby will start crying because the baby knows that, that pain is involved. And what comes next is, is the absorption of pain and, and, you know, well, pain, right? But if you're, if a little, a baby falls, right? And you're like, hey, I'm like, oh, snap, you fell. Hey, you know, like, you ain't hurt. You ain't hurt. Look at you smiling. You ain't hurt. You ain't hurt. Look at that, man. You found that mess funny, didn't you? You found it funny. And the baby, like, hee <laughs> you know, because it feels better to laugh in the face of pain. Laughter is, you know, they call it the healing power of laughter. So let's, un- let's establish the fact that laughter is a bit of a defense mechanism in which it's an option on how we deal with pain. Now, when it comes to black comedians, this is gold. This is because we are the most oppressed, most suppressed, most persecuted set of folks in this nation, you know, outside of Native Americans who are pretty much eradicated. And we have a lot of uh, we have a lot of influence don't have a lot of power we have a lot of influence you can hear you can hear a lot of us you know we have like the, the comedy thing kind of locked down like rap kind of locked down like rap you have a lot of white comedians there they they have their own pain that they explore but it's not like black comedians not not even not even close and even the great the greatest white comedians know this like george carlin It's a treasure god bless his heart He knew that he, he, he looked up the Richard Pryor, you know, he knew this stuff. Anyway, laughter is a defense mechanism. So from there, it's how we, how we navigate pain. So if, if someone is, they have a racist joke, what pain are they navigating? You feel me? What pain are they navigating? You know, uh, I can make up a I can make up a joke concerning race right now. Like, say, I thought of like, say, if I was a stand up comedian, I'll make fun of the fact that that, you know, back in the day, we used to play cops and robbers. You know, they both had legitimate roles. One's a cop. One's a robber. Right. You know, and uh, maybe around the house, you know, the little kid act like a cop or little kid act like a robber. But nowadays, you know, you have two little kids. And uh, they play cops and robbers. The cop will sit there and take a a billy club and bat, bop the parent on their leg, and say, "Hey, what are you doing? Hit me!" This is what cops do: hit the wrong folks. Some folks might find it funny. the 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 comedy in that is this: is the realism of the pain of the fact that that we as black folks have to deal with cops. You know, always abusing the wrong folks, beating up, beating up people. You know, forcing, con- forcing, um, forcing uh, confessions that are not true, and things like that. So that's the the joke. The bigger the the joke has a bigger picture. The bigger picture is the pain. The joke is how we navigate through that pain. So, what pain is Roseanne navigating through? Calling. A black woman in hate. Like when I, that example I used earlier, doing a V-Sport Army Airfield, what pain is this guy navigating through insinuating that black folks are unclean because we're brown and shit is brown as well? Who would laugh? And then from there, who would laugh at that? Who, Who would find that funny? It's not meant to be a joke. Is the, <laughs> Is the glass half full or half empty? Um, It's definitely empty. It's more like, who the hell drunk my shit, man? Well, I drunk my stuff. Anyway. Um, Yeah, Roseanne. I remember um, there was this one joint where Roseanne, she sung the national anthem in the most annoying way. And it's like, that was not funny. That was not, you hear folks booing in the baseball field and stuff? That was... Amy Schumer is funnier than Roseanne. Amy Schumer is funnier than Roseanne. Anyway, though, um, to bring this to a close, I'll say this right here. White folks, stop acting surprised when y'all your celebrities that you've been looking at and watching for years, falling for years, say some some explicitly racist stuff. You know, racism is like a message on a cell phone. You know, you can either have it on vibrate or have it on loud. We're still getting the message. You feel me? The phone can be on. You can have it on vibrate. Or on loud. You can have them on silent or loud. We're still getting the message. Stop pretending. Stop acting surprised. It's it's gaslighting. It's gaslighting behavior. Um, reevaluate this freedom of speech thing, man. You know, black folks don't have as 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 a collective. We don't have institutional power to punish. Yeah, we don't. The ABC. That's running by white folks. That's that's. That's white and white crime to happen right there. It's not us. Anyway, um, white folks attempting to appear decent. Um, You know, uh, reevaluate when you when you invoke freedom of speech. Why? I have freedom of speech. Why? Why? Why why are you saying this now? Do you normally say this? You know, when you say other things, um, freedom of speech is not freedom from response or it's not freedom from someone else's, you know, critical analysis of what you're doing. Um, When it comes to like, why is racism fun for white folks? Yeah, white folks need to find something more fun, man. You know, watch porn, something, I don't know. (laughs) Put on a five-figure discount, I don't know. Um, Play video games. Shoot guns, um, go out um, in hiking, go out and engage in Asian athletics, you know, knock out that uh, Instagram page, put some new pictures up, right? Do something else. Don't stop. Stop the racist nonsense, man. Racism is not fun. It's not. I shouldn't have to be Candace Owens or, you know, Bill O'Re- you know, uh, Ben Carson to enjoy. And honestly, they're not really enjoying that shit. They're not. They're not. They're not. I've been a black conservative before. They ain't enjoying that crap either. It's pretense. Engage is something that everybody else can enjoy. If you think you're a comedian, know your audience. If you think you're funny, know your audience. Your audience matters. Even in a debate, you know, um, a lot of times, you know, we engage in debates. And after a while, you realize you're not trying to change this person's mind. You're speaking for the audience that is watching. Because the audiences, they have more power than that other guy you're debating with and stuff like that. Same thing with the, with the comedy thing. A while back ago, Home um, homegirl called me and stuff. And I was talk- we were talking about comedy. And I point out that uh, comedy is very much like body odor, man. You know, um, the fact that you think you're funny don't matter. That's like me thinking that I smell good, but I don't. Or you think you smell good, but you don't. Right? Why would you do It's like, oh man, I smell great. I smell awesome. Nah, dude, you you smell you smell like you know underarms and cornflakes. It's like you smell like you you took a bunch of cereal and held it under your arms for like eight hours in a gym, in a sauna, or whatever. The hot sun. You stink. And you'd be like, uh, uh, no, I don't. No, that's how you look if you're if you're engaging in jokes that are not funny or racist. Boys, like that's this is why when we speak on bad jokes we use smell as an analog we we say the joke stinks because much like body odor it don't matter if you think you smell good it matters if everybody else figures out you smell good so if you stink you need to <laughs> grab some deodorant <laughs> you need to wash your ass you need to wash up so uh and if you want to be a comedian, I mean, I'm not a comic school or not like that, but... <coughs> There's elements to it. Be a physical comedian or intellectual or a hybrid of both. Don't be like Roseanne. She ain't funny. Each time I ask a white guy why they like Roseanne, they say because her TV show reminds them of their family when they are growing up. Poor white folk. That's it. That's the cell of Roseanne. Not not her being funny, not the show being funny, but poor white folks who look like they stink. She's a shit of she. She doesn't appear in movies. She you know she, she hasn't had. She's a garbage act actress. I wish folks realized that quit giving. Whack folks, a chance. Anyway, I'll say that I need some more drink. I'll say that it's about that time. Thanks for joining us. Before you leave, if you like what you heard, click like and subscribe to us on iTunes or SoundCloud, where you go to your podcast. Do not let this be the last time we hear from you. Or you hear from us. Follow us on Facebook, AfroSabioFowl. If you want to be heard, you can always leave a voice message at 202 854 1996. Last but not least, be sure to check us out on afrosabiofile.com for everything pertaining to intelligent black thought. This is Johnny Silvercloud, the soul brother number one of a kind, the vicious abolitionist, also known as Frederick Thugless, also known as Thugs Bunny, signing out. Peace.